0: Hi, thank you for tuning back into business history with us. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the case study focusing on if 3G Capital makes Burger King cool again. Let's jump right into discussing the brand since 3G Capital brand took over.
1: So to start off the discussion, let's start talking about the positioning of the brand. Um, So I think the biggest things that Burger King should focus on are the healthy um, aspects of like food and how... Um, Americans want to pay more attention to healthy eating and then also the affordability of it. Um, because throughout this case, it talks about um, a lot of different things. But I mean, 54% of Americans are trying to pay more attention to healthy eating. But then you see these restaurants such as like Panera and Chipotle, who really aren't always the most affordable to people. Um, and so I think trying to like take advantage of this market to push healthier alternatives, um, but to afford like this affordable price, uh, I think it'll create a new... Kind of segue for them into the market.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think one thing about the affordability is I look at it as like when they say that Burger King lost their second position um in the ranking to Wendy's, I would say it was one because Wendy's offers more affordable food than they do. So they have like the four for four, like cheaper salads, kind of things like that. So I think that's where they took over for Burger King in a way. Um, and then with the health idea I agree with that, but at the same time, I also look at it as, when people look at fast food, they look at it as in, like, the greasy, fast, like, kind of unhealthy food. So I don't know if, like, having wraps and, like, salads are going to really benefit Burger King,
2: but also it could in a better way. So to piggyback off of that, um, obviously the age demographic that Burger King targets very well, I would say is the 18 to or that's
1: the age group they want to focus on, like work on targeting is the 18 to 24.
2: Ah, right. Yeah. So with the release of their new impossible whopper, um, they have a really unique opportunity presented to them. Um if they extend their operating times to well into the night, like 2 a.m., like Taco Bell, they can capture the college market on the weekends. Um, where taco Bell is the de facto currently, but with the impossible whopper being offered that late into the night, uh consumers can have a late night snack that they no longer have to feel guilty about, and I think that will improve sales dramatically
1: It's all about the grease factor at that mm-hmm. point, oh yeah, I was just then, gonna say a good counter argument on that point would be or a good counter argument uh, to make on that point um would definitely be at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning those college students that you're mentioning are not looking for the
2: like the healthy wraps and the salads healthy
1: good for you come over here because it's the right thing to do kind of thing it's more of a convenience thing and what your taste buds are wanting something good Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i want to piggyback off of the impossible whopper um, I think that's one thing that really benefits them because, especially with them wanting to target the younger age where it's more college, I feel like college students are becoming a lot more healthier and aware of what they're putting in their body. Um, and I think like being vegan and vegetarian is is super big right now. Like you see, like even at grocery stores, like they're selling a bunch of like vegan options of meat and other things. So I think that's like one thing that Burger King does have, other like, over all these other fast food chains is that they're the only ones I think that offer like a vegan burger.
1: I think Culver's came out with like a veggie burger recently, but Mm -hmm. like McDonald's doesn't have anything. Wendy's doesn't have anything. So it definitely is like kind of a place in the market that they can grow Mm -hmm. and expand into. Cause I mean, coming from somebody who did stop eating meat for a decent period of time, it was so hard to find, like the alternatives. When you go to those fast food restaurants thing, with your friends, the only thing that I would be careful, I would say that they need to be careful in doing that is um, to watch their profit in it, because a place like Burger King does not have as expensive prices as Panera or Chipotle, and that's part of the reason why they can't have such nice food, because it is. More, I mean, you're buying what you're buying is is that way because of what you're paying for
0: yeah yeah um, well what i would say about that is like if you go to a restaurant and you get a impossible burger it's gonna be well around like 12 13 dollars oh, like it's i always- get it all the time so i'm saying like i think it's so smart of them because they have the same exact meat they have the impossible meat same as like a higher end restaurant and they're selling it for cheaper so it's kind of targeting like hey look at hey, like you can kind of get the same thing yeah it might have the greasier taste but like they're kind of saying like yeah you can go to that restaurant down the street they're going to charge you 12 13 for a burger or you can come to burger king get the impossible burger and get this honestly the same exact thing and i
1: mean it's always a little bit more than like the normal like beef patties and that's to be expected but it's also still more affordable for you know if they're really wanting to target that 18 to 24 demographic it's more affordable for them to do that than to go to applebee's or wherever Mm. they may go to get that Yes, it's just always going to fall into the same category of looking at the research and looking how, looking at how many uh, consumers are buying that product, um, how much money you should put into that. Should you, should you make another option on the menu that's similar to the Impossible Burger or is, are the consumers just not there, which from what it sounds like they are, so make that right track. Okay, so switching topics over to resource allocation, Um, since switching, um, I guess Sense Burger can kind of move down the list of fast food chains, their advertising budget has definitely shrunk compared to their competitors. Um, And so they kind of have to think about where do we invest? How do we kind of um, really advertise this brand? Um, And so let's kind of start talking off or start off talking about um, digital campaigns and PR um which we were leaning towards TikTok to start it off um just because TikTok is the word of mouth advertising of today's generation and if we could get a we think that if we could get a sound that matches a uh, or a trendy sound that matches a um Burger King filter to get trending on there that that's really going to pick up really fast and kind of um, spread the message that we were thinking of,
2: exactly. so we want to take these designs and sounds and possibly reach out to some of the bigger TikTok accounts and have them try to use them in their daily content so their followers can start using it and and pass along the joke and the ad um, and just get that word of mouth out there.
1: I would say the only thing to be concerned about with that is that I know that Burger King kind of went through a few different campaigns where it was kind of like touchier subjects. Um, so I would just say the only thing is just make sure like it's friendly to all. Cause I know they made something about um, like Mexicans and then they made another one like trying to be geared towards children. And I guess it was sexually illicit. I'm not completely sure of the details, but I would just say make sure it's like friendly. Definitely. And budget. I know that was mentioned a little bit um, and especially that it's going to be divided between, um, multiple different tactics. Um, I would just, I would watch it because you can't, I guess you might be able to set a limit. You'd have to look into it on social media, especially TikTok in particular, because, um, the faster and, um, the more that that increases, um, the amount that you spent on that promotion, getting that on there is going to increase as well. Um, and that's just where, like, limit comes in and like that's when you would you would stop that promotion at a limit and the thing is though on tiktok i don't think it's gonna take that long to get it started and put it out there and then um like we said then it'll uh the consumers will just take it from there and it'll be word of mouth by then which i think the sorry i'm spilling on here for a bit but i think the promotion that um that's really worth more looking into would be on Instagram or um, Facebook, Facebook or Twitter even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of going off, um, bridging that from like social media with like the Facebook into TV, um, the television ads would be a way to kind of target a broader audience or broader like generations. Um, So I think if we used um, ads for like streaming services, like YouTube, TV, Hulu, stuff like that, you get Mm -hmm. more younger generation of um, consumers there, but also with like cable TV, you're going to get more of the older generation. Um, And so kind of like that Facebook side of the social media is going to get the older generation um, having those TV ads. That's kind of how you're going to pull them Mm -hmm. and kind of really bring them back into the history of Burger King and how they started out with the original um, flame grilled hamburger. And they were the ones that started in kind of almost re-educating people on that. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, Because with that being said, you right there um just says that with the budget being um such a big deal in this the division of the budget um facebook might not get so much of that. Is that is what i'm hearing which is yeah a smart way to go i think especially if they want to push like the 18 to 24 year olds yeah to really push like social media first like First and foremost, that's where you're going to get off. But then leave
0: it to the TV. Yeah. To kind of like cap it off and like give that more of like, okay, look at we're like being more modern, but this is also the history. I think that's the best thing is like giving that history, but still being able to like have your advertising and PR being like more modern, like having matching the society and like what we're used to now. But I still think it's good to like bring back that history because I really do feel like Right now, Burger King isn't as popular as other fast food chains. Um, but going off that, like, I think that we're, that's where, like, brand design can come help. So I think that, like, one thing that I was saying was, and I noticed was, like, Taco Bell and McDonald's, I feel like they're always changing. Like, you can be consistent, but they're always changing their design. They're always changing their advertising, making them, like, something which, different.
1: Which is somewhere where their history could come in and they're... Design and logo could change and keep up with the times and their history. The story that they want to kind of like come back and make a big thing again could be what stays consistent and could be what makes it consistent in people's minds. that way they would have kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, I would say, though, that, like, the logos don't change too much. Like, you can see a Taco Bell from a mile away based on their logo. You see the Golden Arches, you know it's McDonald's. And I think
0: that's fine. I think what needs to change is not the logo and stuff. Like It's the feel. Yeah, it's the feel of being inside. So, like, what they were saying, like, they showed the difference of, like, from their first design, I think, to, like, right now. And it's you can tell the difference. But it's, like, Taco Bell has, like, different places, like, where it's more, like, People come and visit and they have like the margarita serving margaritas. They're like doing these things to attack like or draw people's eyes where they wanna go. They wanna visit these places because they oh taco is serving margaritas, that's awesome. Let's go get one, you know? Or
1: like the the um Starbucks in Chicago, where it's like two levels. Like I wanna go there because it's so unique. And and that's what it
0: is. And I feel like Burger King just hasn't gotten to that place. Not saying they need to serve alcohol or anything, but more as like they need to find something to like catch their audience's eyes and get people to want to come and visit i feel
2: exactly and like i don't know if you guys have seen but a lot of new mcdonald's now are like a much sleeker look they're gray they Mm -hmm. look a lot more Mm adult and not nearly as greasy they're just a much more upscale yeah
1: a lot of them i feel like are getting rid of like the play
0: place to look more modern like look modern and it in a way looks like classier like it's like a classy fast food but really it's all the same food. It's just how they're presenting themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
2: looks kind of off.
1: Yeah, and it and it comes with location too. Um, so if it if budget ever is questionable on that whole idea, um, it would definitely it's definitely doable in the big areas. First, yeah, for sure. Diving into um, television advertising, now we are going to just pitch some ideas for television commercials that kind of help Burger King um, spread their message about history, which is one thing that we know that they really wanted to get started here, started back up.
2: That's right. So a great idea that uh, we came up with for the video ad would be um, going back to the founding of Burger King and how entrenched it's become in Americana and the American fabric itself and making a bit of a joke out of it um, so we can have you know different aesthetics per, through the ages of 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s of you know in the 80s have people wearing huge bell bottoms and very angular suits really just making it a bit of a joke and kind of the wacky looks of each ages and keeping it lighthearted
1: Definitely definitely Yeah, I'm oh sorry, go ahead. No, you can go Okay, sorry. Um, I'm just so eager about this idea, I guess I just had to jump in. Um, I mean, considering, like, when, like, this whole, their whole idea of the flame-grilled burgers started, um, it would be kind of interesting to make more, like, of a sentimental and, like, emotional thing of, like, somebody coming home from war and, like, the first thing they want is the most American thing that they can have, which is a hamburger. And, of course, they have to have a flame-grilled hamburger from Burger King. Um, and so making more like that sentimental, almost like the, um, I can't remember what company it is, but the beer, com- the beer commercials on the Super Bowl Sunday with the horse, my gosh, those get my mom like every time I think it's like Bud Budweiser is it Budweiser? Bud I think it's Budweiser, Budweiser a great American commercial. So yep. It yeah. It was last year's Super Bowl. Yeah. But like the, for whatever reason, it's so emotional. It's so touching, sentimental that I think that could be another angle is making it more instead of like fun and games, which I think would draw in the younger generations of like that 18 to 24. Mm-hmm. But to get those older people that really kind of were there mm-hmm. around the start or maybe like towards like the mid times of it, kind of draw them back in. Definitely. Yeah. And if you are doing that kind of fun, uh, playful kind of way to draw in the younger consumers as well, there's always a way to be creative in combining both that emotional and sense of humor Mm -hmm. into something like that which will just um continue to create that um consistency of uh, bringing back the history of burger king
0: yeah i um going off the emotional part i think just in my opinion i'm like a sucker for emotional commercials like the minute something emotional comes on i I'm obsessed with that brand, so I think them like what you said, using that emotional connection of course. with their like audience would really like benefit them. So I think that would really help them in many ways. All right, so circling back to social media and PR, um, one way that I think that Burger King could get a really big audience, especially the how they're trying to target the 22 to 24 year olds, um, like we said earlier, the TikTok like. That is such a big thing right now i even see like we were talking about we see young adults have it even like my parents have it so i think just using those influencers like um the bigger pages just using them to like get them on board of like hey promote burger king like you see that and you're like oh that's so cool like my favorite influencer is promoting burger king i'm gonna go over there so I just think that would be a benefit for them. It also just gets it in front of them, yeah. like
1: in the back of their mind. So when they're driving by and they see it, they're like, oh, hey, that sounds good. Kind right. Of and I just think like
0: just I, having those influencers, like yeah. it really is like as crazy as it seems, it really does get your brand more out there.
1: Oh, yeah. And I already know that one of the counter arguments um, to be made is going to be, are those older, gen- are all the, Ugh, sorry. Are those older um, consumers really gonna listen to those influence influencers? But you gotta think there's all different kinds of people on TikTok. So Burger King's ideal influencer may not be Addison Ray or Carly Jefferson Charlie yeah, or Charlie Dominio or Demelio, anybody whatever like that's but you also see Appalachian hikers and the APA or what is it? The Trails. Does anybody know the name of that? No. It's my thumb, but I can't no well anyways you have these big through hikers on there you have crossfitters on there yeah families have, on there right yeah, like there's like family tiktokers who are, who yeah perfect to to kind of represent this brand and say like hey when i'm doing this this is where i like to stop this is like this is where i like to get a good cheap um impossible whopper yeah Right. Well, I mean, even like Anna Sitar, I think her name is. Yeah. She's like the famous like Starbucks girl. Starbucks doesn't even influence her. Mm -hmm. She just is a huge fan. She loves their products and she goes there and gets different drinks. And And I definitely have tried their drinks because of her. I've tried a different variety of drinks that she recommends. Like,
0: yeah, I was actually about to just bring up another TikTok girl. Her name was Bree Chicken Fry. If you guys know her, she works for Barstowenawa. She is not um, sponsored by Duncan in any single way. But she always talks about this one drink they have. And I'm not kidding. I think every single day she will post how a bunch of people now go and get it. And, like, just because of what she said, like, hey, I love this drink, not sponsored by them, nothing. Like, so many people are getting that drink
1: because of her. So it's almost like they just – Burger King really just needs to build a relationship. It doesn't even have to be a spark a partner? A partnership. Right. But it's always going to be a risk with a celebrity endorsement or even an influencer endorsement because – at the end of the day, they are the brand. That's it, what you're that's doing. You're making them the brand, and anything that they do is something that the brand does. Um, so then it almost becomes like fearful of like the cancel culture idea of like and if they I do totally, something bad and like, the brand totally, it, I totally crazy.
0: agree with that, but in the same way, I do not agree with it because you can cancel them, but like with the whole David Dobrik thing and like all that like that stuff going around all those businesses like even though they were partners with them they all right away were like nope we're done like this is it so i think it's like hand yeah. in hand like how people look at it because if a brand is willing to be like all right we're cutting you off because of your mistake it's like okay like they yeah. were able to do it like it
1: yeah. it's, it's not
0: necessarily the brand yeah. a whole like he got cut off by so many partnerships and like easily they was, could do it and
1: that's and it and what that comes down to is then they're faced with the decision. So when they, when that endorsement or the celebrity or influencer in that endorsement um, partnership does something, then the spotlight is on that, on that company. Yeah. What is your decision? What are you gonna do? And then what they do end up doing is just it's micro, picked apart. Yes, yes. It's kind of like the whole Kaepernick thing that we talked right. about earlier this semester. I mean, you have the whole decision of how do you use him because taking him all like letting him loose of his contract was going to be a nightmare of itself. Mm -hmm. So then you keep him on, but how do you use him? So I do think there is like a back and forth. There is like a risk thing of like cancel culture or how do you, you know, address these issues? Like even like the like Tiger Woods or, um, who else was it? Michael Vick. That was another huge one that Mm -hmm. he lost sponsorships for. So it's definitely kind of pick your battles and you have to pick the right people and pick people who you feel like, kind of show your values of the business Mm -hmm.
0: i agree with that
2: so uh, moving on to social media and targeting our demographic here of 18 to 24 year olds Uh, what's really popular right now is the nostalgia aesthetic and going back to companies and their earlier days earlier designs Uh, which plays very well into the Burger King uh, case here, which originated the open flame grill in 1954. So we can create uh, quite a few ads with quite a few different um, feels to them and still get the message across that Burger King uh, originated their flame grilling in 1954. They were the originators, so we can use a lot of different... Oh, yeah. uh,
1: I can already envision one being... Being from back then, like, hey, come, come with your walk down to your local Burger King with your friends to have a flame grilled burger at BK Lounge and then head over to the park and hang out. The nostalgia of that is what's really going to open kids of today, kids of today's eyes and be like, damn, like, that's so trendy. That's so cool. It might take their parents a few seconds to allow them to do that again in this day and age but that's the that's kind of the nostalgia what brings in today's generation to all of these historic brands that they don't even realize are historic yeah and I think that whole like vintage aspect is what's going to make them feel like it's cool it's hip but it's also I think going to kind of bring their parents back to it because mm-hmm. if a 15 year old wants to go with their friends, how are they going to get there? You know, their parents have to drive them. And so kind of making, kind can of you draw them in more mm-hmm. on accident, I think. And then it kind of becomes more of like a thing that they're going to go to. Um, because I mean, they have, yeah. you know, they have to drive their kids.
0: Yeah. And I also think like going off how you said, like, it's going to kind of get their parents to like, just in general, like, talking about the 18 to 24 year olds not really knowing what the flamer grilled um whopper is um I think like if I was around my parents and they saw that and they were like my dad or mom would probably be like oh my gosh it's been years since I've seen something like that that's so awesome I would be curious and like ask them like oh like what was it like and then I would want to go try it and like I don't know I think it's like cool to have that connection between like the older generation and the younger generation kind of like Becoming closer in a way with this, like, difference.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, even, like, when I go see my grandpa, I'll joke, like, oh, what do you want to get to eat? And he goes, I want a burger. Mm-hmm. But not just a burger, it's a Whopper. A
0: Whopper, same He with is a 90-year-old yeah.
1: man that is still, like, that's what he likes. And so, I think, trying to, like, show that tradition. And, because, I mean, everybody wants to be more vintage. They want to have, like, the mm-hmm. Levi's, they're upcycling, they're thrifting, which you really can't do with food. So, how else do you do it? You bring back those vintage feels. Right. And mm-hmm. you really just make it they advertise those moments that yeah that the older generation knows but the younger generation doesn't so when the younger generation see it they think it's something new something cool something yeah new, but i think even the, though it's been there yeah but i think the main way they like really drive this home is through that social media aspect of tiktok
0: yeah and even like the like we talked about earlier that really does also bring that emotional connection and like yeah that's like kind of hitting like home to like the older generation and then kind of like a new emotional connection for the younger generation is like oh that's really cool i kind of wish i experienced that and then the older generation's like wow i really miss that like when things looked like that or when they yeah. did those type of things
1: Yeah, it's just showing that that aesthetic of what what draws them in to to all of the target audiences
0: yeah overall i think that we pointed out great discussion points on 3d capital brand taking over Are there any last minute points um, that you guys would like to briefly discuss before closing out?
1: Yeah. I just want to mention one thing. I know we started out kind of, you know, heavier on the positioning with the whole health aspect and the affordability um, and then kind of like abruptly shifted over to like this historical aspect. Um, I do think like the health of the food that Burger King is selling and the affordability is still like a really important aspect. I just think in the framing of their advertising, pushing that historical aspect of they're the first brand to come up with this whole flame grilled hamburger idea and shifting maybe from like the impossible to the impossible burger would be an aspect, like really draw in that healthy aspect. Um, But I think that with just advertising and with social media, like trying to have that emotional tie is what's really going to connect people with the brand Um, and working with influencers and kind of that kind of thing to share the the history. It's just where it's, it's kind of go, I think. And so that's kind of why I feel like we switched kind of abruptly mid-podcast. So if you were really hoping to just hear more about health, food, and affordability, I'm sorry, you listened to the wrong podcast.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree. I completely
1: agree,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think we covered everything that uh, we needed to, and I think we explained it quite well.